3: to family
1: values. This is Wax Poetic on Co op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM.
2: So, what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Wax Puetic. I'm one of your co hosts today, Pamela Bentley.
1: And I'm your other co host, RC Weslowski. Thanks for tuning in. If you're in Vancouver on a wet Wednesday afternoon. Nice to have you along with us. We don't have a guest in studio today as uh, we'd like to uh, just open up our CD Tickle Trunk for the first time in 2016 and just take a listen to uh, some stuff that we've got in our collection here at the radio station and some stuff we've found
2: online that might be topical and uh, that sort of stuff, some spoken word from around the world. And our personal collections, things we like to listen to. One of the things that I really like about when we do these CD shows is we actually get to talk to each other on Mm -hmm. and you know in between songs and stuff so Um, and that sometimes goes very well and sometimes not so well so (laughs) we just make it up as we go along which I always enjoy so we are going to hear very first track um, like that new stuff for 2016 it's kind of fitting.
1: Uh, yeah, well, this isn't new, but it I think it is definitely good for the start of the year. I'm glad it's still January. Uh, this is a piece from the Minimalist Jug Band, and uh, it's for anybody who is maybe slowly waking up to the fact that we have a brand new year, even though we're almost a month into it now. Um, this is the Minimalist Jug Band and the first murder of the year.
3: I saw your name in the front page of the paper of all places. Well, your picture was there too, but I'm not so good with faces—a little blur about Your rock and roll career, and then in big block letters, first murder of the year, first murder of the year, first. Baby of the Year, well She's a sister for Gunther Name for a granny But she looks like her father Champagne and cigars The nurse was slightly tipsy An old man sang "Old Lang syne as he scuttled Down the hallway, first Baby of the Year, first Baby of the Year, first Murder of the Year You were outlined in chocolate Corner, Maine and Pender Well, someone put an end to Your never-ending bender Well, it's wrong to blame the victim But I blame you just the same I mean, for him Pender and Maine first Murder of the Year first Baby of the Year Well, she won a ton of prizes Her parents were ecstatic You could see it in their eyes Eight pounds, eight ounces To hell with metric No mention of your weight And I didn't expect it Well, someone stole your shoes As you lay there bleeding The papers are depressing And I don't know why I read them, but then And again, I was kind of pleased to hear that Gunther's little sister was first baby of the year, first baby of the year, first baby of the year.
0: To Penny for the first time My brother turns from the screen A shit-eating grin on his 15-year-old face Hey, Rach, he says Hey, Rach, isn't that how you talk to pretty girls? I splutter (laughs) No! Obviously, who have you been talking to? Obviously not But he's mostly right I meet a pretty girl my tongue suddenly turns to lead behind my lips my mind goes completely blank trapped in a circular mantra involving words like gosh and wow my ears turn crimson though luckily most people are too polite to point this out and my palms are damp so I don't want to shake hands because clearly I'm disgusting plus my hands are shaking enough for the both of us what words I do Garbled and twisted, and I have to stammer through apologies, and I can hardly ever keep myself from blurting out, gosh, you're really pretty. My mouth is dry, and I choke on the words that have finally battered through my foggy brain. Usually, those words go... water i'm careful to keep a quarter so i can call my mom when i meet the girl of my dreams i actually keep a roll of quarters because i meet her about 20 times a day i'm a terrible first impression i'm an awesome fourth impression or maybe fifth or tenth i guess it depends on how pretty you are You can tell, I can be pretty eloquent once I've written down, memorized, and rehearsed what I'll say. My brother shakes his head a trifle sadly and condemns me to spinsternity, an eternity of spinsterhood, an old lady cooped up with books and plants cause I'm allergic to cats. Living on tea and toast, I'll chatter to the fern I named Frodo fill my days searching for dusty old first edition Edith Nesbitt books on eBay in a fit of nostalgia. I'll wear my glasses on a chain even though I never take them off and my hair will go gray when I'm 32. I will die clutching a copy of Shakespeare's Much Ado about Nothing to my chest and the words on my tombstone will read No sooner looked but loved. Over. to a fragile, feeble hope that someday I'll either keep my cool or the girl of my dreams will honestly be charmed by my fumbling attempts to talk to her. She'll smile and touch my face, tell me to breathe and start again. She'll say she's not going anywhere. So I'll take a breath, look into her eyes and say...
2: And that was Rachel Taylor from um, a CD put out by the people who did the Bohemian Caress series. Yes. Right? And it was called Pretty (laughs) Girls. And you chose that one, R.C., from that CD that you found in my little pile of CDs. Uh, Do you want to say something about that?
1: Uh, I just uh, really enjoy Rachel's work. Uh, They're usually pretty funny, as they were in that piece. And uh, it was neat to hear it with the band that was thrown together for bohemian caress i'll just grab that i think who's on their decks arizona neil miskin uh, clint father goose wilson and uh, sherry chisholm uh, are the band uh, there and they basically on a night of bohemian caress they get up and they're improvising their music to the performers and the performers get up. Uh, sometimes it, they try and, you know, organize it a little bit ahead of time. But generally it's say, hey, I've got a poem that's uh, about pretty girls and how awkward I feel and awkwardness in general. And then boom, there you go. They would um, have made that piece up on the spot. So uh that's a, it's it's not a regular event but it does occur probably once or twice a year uh down at the Seven Dining Lounge on uh, West Broadway 53 West Broadway and that's kind of a cool little space as they do uh stand up comedy there. Yep. Uh, on a regular basis, as well as uh, the show that I put together, Mashed Poetics, happens regularly there. And there's one coming up this Friday, which is a mix of music and spoken word. And uh, we're doing uh, TV theme songs. We've got a live band that are going to be playing a bunch of different uh, TV theme songs. Some include uh, the Inspector Gadget theme, uh, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> um, oh, what's the... I said Inspector Gadget, The Wire the first season of The Wire, the uh, Blind Boys from Alabama uh, version of that And then also a bunch of other uh, cool stuff So that's TV theme songs with MASH Poetics And so we've got 12 songs And we've got 12 different poets Doing uh, new work written and inspired by the poems uh, Some include people who've just been on the show Amal Rana was here uh-huh. recently And they'll be on that show uh, Leslie Stark, Dennis E. Bolin right. uh, Derek Manick Edenshaw will be one of the performers As uh, well as JB the First Lady will be performing Performing. So we've got a bunch of uh, nice variety. Jennifer uh, Zilm will be one of the people performing. So it's got a nice variety. I loved
2: when we had Jennifer Zilm yeah. on, the, on the show because neither of us really knew her work that much. And she was a really interesting guest. Yeah. We should have her back sometime. She's got a new book coming out in the spring, so maybe we'll have her then. And it's really cool that you do the music in the same sort of way as Bohemian Crest, except that it's not improvised. Is it going to be the same band doing all those different songs?
1: Uh, The same band, uh, same players in the band, yeah. There's probably a couple that are shifting in and out. And I know we've got Emily Nimitz, who's a local uh, spoken word artist, but also a brilliant singer. And she's going to be doing Ah. a couple of the songs. Because as for an example of one, we're doing the uh, Those Were the Days, from all right. in the family so we need oh, someone to Emily be edith yeah. bunker so yeah. emily's gonna do the edith bunker part and uh, yeah it should be a lot of fun
2: that's great and, that's and what time
1: Friday, uh, nine o'clock. It starts. Doors are at eight, and it's ten bucks. Or- it's at the
2: Seven Bro- uh, Broadway Dining Lounge. Seven Dining Lounge on Broadway.
1: Yes, West Broadway, fifty-three West Broadway. Sweet. Uh, it's- now shifting completely. It's
2: completely, we're going to go stateside, not local. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing this ninety-five books challenge, mm-hmm. and I've been what tweeting. is that? Well, it's I can't. I don't know where it started, but I saw a bunch of local poets doing the hashtag ninety-five books, and got curious, and I thought, well, it's probably just trying to read 95 books in a year and then someone said oh i want to know about this and asked about it on facebook social media gets me reading yeah and um posted the original guy who did it, and i can't remember but he gave me some tips so i decided i was going to do it this year so what i'm doing is starting by going through all the bookshelves in my in my house and finding all the books that have been there for years that, haven't that I read, haven't yeah. read yet. <laughs> like the very first book I read was from, it was the um, Massey Lectures from like 1999. Oh wow! And here it is 2015. And it was really interesting. It was about the use of narrative. So one of the books I found on my shelf, and unfortunately I couldn't find the CD anymore that went with it, because there was a CD with it. It was called Sounds of Freedom, and it was interviews about with musicians on spirituality and social change. And of course some of the musicians were also spoken word people and one of them was john trudell who died recently in december December. 2015 and he was really instrumental in the um, american indian movement and as an activist he was one of the people that um, uh, took over alcatraz island Mm -hmm. in the 1960s and he was in the leadership of a bunch of organizations and then after his family died in a fire
1: Apparently accidental. He, yes,
2: but. yes. Um, after he had spoken out, like the yeah. day afterwards, he had, after he had spoken out uh, in the late 70s, I believe it was, he got his files from the FBI under the Freedom of Information yeah. Act. And one of the things that they, they had, he realized, oh my gosh, they've been following me for a long time because of all this political activism stuff. But one of the things that they said that was that he was extremely eloquent, mm-hmm. and the notes they had on him. He realized that what they were most afraid of is that he was able to think clearly and express it eloquently, so that other people could understand it and follow it. What the it. ideas? Yeah, were. and I thought this was really interesting because he then realized that he talked in this in this interview quite at length about. How the political actions can be important, but they're reactive and they're emotionally reactive, and it's only when we start to analyze and think clearly and then share those thoughts that we're really powerful. Mm-hmm. That we can really kind of stand up to tyranny and mm-hmm. to and to government oppression and oppression. And so that was quite quite interesting. And then he said that uh, he just decided that he was going to start to write, and so he said. He said, uh, "I'm going to start writing poetry." And after he'd start, I'm going to quote him. And after I'd started to write for a while, and realized that I was writing, then I made a conscious decision that I would follow the spoken word, the poetry. I would follow the lines to where it took me, and it led to working with music. And
1: I just want to say too, when I say accidentally, I mean I know that there's a lot of suspicion that the FBI actually murdered his family. Exactly.
2: And in a very similar way, the things that they did at Wounded Knee, and like Mm -hmm. it was very like you know hundreds of years, they were using the same tactic. And
1: Leonard Peltier is still in jail, and
2: uh, hopefully, I, um, I hope he's going to be pardoned before Obama's out of. Office.
1: That's why I'm hoping too that yeah. he would do that. But I, I don't know.
2: so, if you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Some people know John Trudell only as a musician. Some know him as a poet. Some know or him or just as, as, an, as activist. an activist. Too, yeah. yeah, but all of these things together. So we're going to play a piece by him.
1: Or we're going to let him speak for himself. <laughs>
2: yeah, called Crazy Horse.
5: earth one mother one does not sell the earth the people walk upon we are the land how do we sell our mother how do we sell the star how do we sell the air crazy horse we hear what you say Many people standing their ground, standing the wrong ground. Predators face, he possessed a race. Possession, a war that doesn't end. Children of God feed on children of earth. Days people don't care for people. These days are the hardest Material fields Material harvest Decoration on chain that binds Mirrors gold The people lose their minds Crazy horse We hear what you say One earth One mother. One does not sell the earth. The people walk upon. We are the land. day is now and then, dream smokes touch the clouds, funny day when death didn't die, real world time, tricks, shadows lie, red, white, perception, deception, predator tries civilizing us. But the tribes will not go without return. Genetic light from the other side. A song from the heart, our hearts to give. The wild days, the glory days live. Crazy Horse, we hear what you say. One earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth the people walk upon we are the land how do we sell our mother how do we sell the stars how do we sell the air crazy horse we hear what you say crazy horse we hear what you say we are the seventh generation we are the seventh generation
1: That's uh, David John Trudell and his piece Crazy Horse, and that's actually a video poem as well. And if you wanted to check it out uh, on YouTube, you can go there. Just uh, type in uh, John Trudell, spoken word, or John Trudell, Crazy Horse, uh, original video, and it'll come up there as well as a ton of other uh, stuff from him, his lectures, as well as just other uh, music and poetry and whatnot. So
2: yeah, yeah, there's a lot of about him on the online. you're listening to Co-op Radio 100.5 FM CFRO, and this is Wax Poetic. And today we're paying, playing some CDs and, and different audio of poems that we like or that we've been listening to or thinking about lately. Um, next up, we're going to do uh, a piece by PK Page.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, totally different. Back up here, um, a classic. She's sort of a... A bit of an icon in the Canadian literature, but I think I've said on, on air before that I didn't even know about her until a couple of years ago, and I have a master's degree in English from a Canadian hmm. university, and it was like, and they
1: didn't tell you about did her. I
2: just miss it, or did she just not do it for me, and so I forgot about it, but I picked up some of her poetry a couple of years ago and really liked it, and we've had a few guests on that have mentioned glosses lately. and. P.K. Page has a whole book of glosses called Holograms. So if anybody's doing glosses, they always refer to Mm. that as well. So this is a whole um, CD of poetry called The Filled Pin, poems by P.K. Page, read by the author. And you can say here she she sounds a bit like that mid-century movie star. You'll hear her kind of Hmm. Canadian, almost British accent. Um, But it was recorded in her living room in um, 2004, before she died. And there's a little note from Jay Ruzeski, who was there, and he's describing it and he says i'm "I'm listening to poems that I've heard her read before we should be on stage." But right now, I'm more aware than ever that these words are also notes, musical, lifting and falling, shifting from minor to major chords. By the time this recording hits the shelves, PK Page will be 88 years old, but her voice is still strong and she reads as ever with eloquence. What a gift, I think, to be here listening. Then it dawns on me that the recording equipment has a function. I'll be able to listen again. And cool. so we're going to be able to listen again. And it's a glossa from Elizabeth, using Elizabeth Bishop's Sandpiper, which we will play at, at the end of it if we have time.
6: So here we go. Aris. Consider a new habit, classical, and trees espaliered on the wall like candelabra. How still upon that lawn our sandaled feet. But a peacock, rattling its rattan tail and screaming, has found a point of entry. Through whose eye did it insinuate in furled disguise to shake its jewels and silk upon that grass. The peaches hang like lanterns. No one joins those figures on the Arras. Who am I, or who am I become, that walking here I am observer, other, Gemini, starred for a green garden of cinema? I ask, what did they deal me in this pack? The cards all suits, a royal when I look. My fingers slipping on a monarch's face twitch and grow slack. I want a hand to clutch a heart to crack. No one is moving now. The stillness is infinite. If I should make a break, take to my springy heels, but nothing moves. The spinning world is stuck upon its poles. The stillness points a bone at me. I fear the future on this Aris. I confess. It was my eye, voluptuous it came, its head the ferial, and its lovely tail folded so sweetly. It was strangely slim to fit the retina, and then it shook and was a peacock, living patina, eye bright, maculate. Does no one care? I thought their hands might hold me if I spoke. I dreamed the bite of fingers in my flesh, their poke smashed by an image. But they stand as if within a treacle, motionless, folding slow eyes on nothing. While they stare, another line has trolled the encircling air. Another bird assumes its furled disguise."
4: Roaring alongside, he takes for granted. And that every so often the world is bound to shake. He runs, he runs, to the south. Finagle, awkward, in a state of controlled panic. A student of Blake. The beach hisses like fat. On his left, a sheet of interrupting water comes and goes and glazes over his dark and brittle feet. He runs, he runs straight through it, watching his toes, watching rather the spaces of stone between them. For no detail, too small, the Atlantic trains wrap backwards and downwards. As he runs, he stares at the dragon grains. The world is mist. And then the world is minute and vast and clear. The tide is higher or lower. He couldn't tell you which. His beak is focused. He is preoccupied. looking for something. 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 Poor bird, he's obsessed. The millions of grains are black, white, ted, and gray, mixed with quartz grains, rose, and nemesis.
2: So that was uh, Elizabeth Bishop's The Sandpiper, and it's the audio. It's still playing in the background here. It's the audio from a film that I first saw at Visible Verse a couple of mm. years ago, and, and it's a it's a it's kind of a well-loved uh, Canadian classic poem that uh, P.K. Page used for her glossa that we played before that. Um, and that's been our show.
1: Yeah, that was Just great. That was no fun. no really
2: more time for anything.
1: A lot of variety and uh, all over the place. It was great.
2: I like it. So, who's coming up next, RC? Uh,
1: well, hey, bye. I'm RC Weslowski.
2: And I'm Pam Bentley.
1: And No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM.
2: So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? what? what?